Elvi Radio Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Elvi Podcast with your host, Jamie Coyne. This is the place to learn how to take your Elvis game to the next level with Elvis tribute artist interviews, news, and more. Now, here's your host, Jamie Coyne. It's Jamie at Elvi Radio. Real excited today to be uh, touching base again with my buddy John Daly, live from Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, John, how's it going today? Hey, things are great. Uh, we uh, celebrated uh, the, the uh, Elvis week and uh, honored Elvis's life and legacy. And uh, now that we're on the backside of that, uh, we're looking forward to the uh, birthday celebration in January of 2020. John, you're just too modest. For the folks listening that aren't aware, you didn't just uh, commemorate the 42nd anniversary of Elvis's death. I mean, you had a huge celebration down there between Elvis Khan and all of the other things that were going on. Um, and, you know, for somebody like me and the folks that have been going to Memphis for literally decades, this thing was a throwback to the way it was and the way it should be between the memorabilia vendors, the special guests, and my favorite part, the, the admission was absolutely free. So you, this was yeah. truly a fan-centric event. And I know you're not going to mention it, so I will – Tell the fans the one special thing that you got to do during Elvis week that I, I think was probably a lifelong dream come true. I was uh, asked to uh, be the speaker at the candlelight vigil. Uh, so that night at, at Graceland, um, I was on the stage and was the speaker uh, that night and something that I will always hold very near and dear to my heart for as long as I live. It was incredible, and uh, obviously well thought out and prepared and delivered perfectly, and I, I'd be shocked if you're not asked to do it again. I think fans would so appreciate being represented in that way, the way you represented the fans for Elvis, truthfully. Um, you know, and for folks who don't know any about John, you know, there are fans, there are uh, lifelong fans, there are huge fans. John Daly is a mega super fan, and, you know, some folks collect some folks listen to the music some folks make it a lifelong uh interest this is on another level when you take it to you know, you know moving to memphis creating events uh that endure and now you know the relationships that you've been able to have with the folks around elvis it's going to keep this thing growing for years and years and that's very exciting because there was a lot of folks concerned that it was on the back nine and um this is going to lift it up, and it's this kind of interest that will make it do that. Tell us real quick, give us just a brief overview, and if the folks listening haven't done it yet, they can go see the Spa Guy channel on YouTube and catch a lot of this. But, John, give us an idea of your Elvis week. We got to see highlights and guests and folks that were there and some fun experiences, but tell us about your week. So how maybe as an event producer it started before uh, the event and how it wrapped up afterwards and what the days were like for you? Uh, well, it's, it's a lot of preparation in advance. Um, the, the fans are just uh, super amazing people. They come out and, and support. Um, so, you know, I buy, buy collections, you know, year round, whether it be anything that's small all the way up to, you know, Elvis jewelry and, and everything in between. So the preparation that goes into having, good quality merchandise there, vintage items for the fans is, is 
quite a task within itself. Um, and then basically having it there, having everything sorted, priced, ready to go, displayed. Um, that's everything that leads up to it. Setting up is usually about a two-day process. And then uh, opening day, the the, uh, the the special guests arrive and they'll bring their books and their photos and um, everything that, that they're going to have. And, and basically the fans show up for five, six days at a time, however long the event runs for. Um, every day is different. Some days we have the same guests that will be there throughout. Uh, and then other times we will have uh, someone that will be there just specifically for a short period of time. This year we had uh, uh, a lady that had dated Elvis, Diana Goodman. Uh, she was in for one day. Uh, Dean Nicopolis was in for one day. Um, Elvis's cousins were uh, Wayne and Janet. They were there for the full time. Dick Robe was almost there for the full time. Tish Hindley was there for the full time. And then Billy Smith and Joe Smith, they came in uh, for two different days. So every day that you're there is is a, a fresh start, basically. Uh, as the memorabilia sells, then I go to the warehouse, pull more stuff. So people come in and they'll say, oh, I didn't see that yesterday. I'll say, no, that was put out five minutes ago. So every day, something different, guests and memorabilia-wise. Uh, for me, I love it because I'm there and uh, I get to see so many familiar faces. Um, Elvis Week is such a big event. There's you know times that you will miss people because it's just you know you're going in different directions. Luckily for me, I basically am in one place and everyone comes there. So I'm very fortunate to get to see all of my friends and um, hang out and talk and just enjoy the fellowship of people that I've known for many years. Um, and to do it in an environment where Elvis music is playing. We had original Elvis movie posters hanging on the wall. We had Elvis on tour and that's the way it is. 68 all playing on this fabulous big screen. So it was really just a fun environment where people could come in out of the heat, relax, hang out, talk Elvis, and just have a good time. That's that's what it's all about. And you've become a hub for this, really, because years ago, fans had a hub. They were able to kind of congregate somewhat at the pink buildings or at the original plaza uh, or at the Shoney's. If folks remember Shoney's, that was a, a nice place folks could go to congregate and meet up or at the Wilson World or at the Heartbreak Hotel before it became so locked down. And now they have that place again. So regardless of what other events they're doing or if they go to Tupelo while they're there or they're at other events off property, they have a place to come back to, to meet at. They can meet at Holiday Inn Express at ElvisCon, which is so important. It helps the event, but it helps fans too because if it wasn't there, I really don't know where they'd do that anymore because the, the estate has got everything on campus in such a way that it makes it kind of difficult to be very, you know, casual with it you know what i mean yeah it's, um it's not like uh, it used and to I, be. I want to give a shout out i want to give a shout out to the folks at the holiday inn because the the people that run the holiday inn there on elvis presley boulevard they are extremely professional they love the fans they want to they they ask me you know what what can we do what do the fans want i mean they were they brought out uh, one day they just brought out a big plate of cookies and i said why wow, y'all brought cookies yeah we just wanted to have something here for the fans wow. they have coffee there you know for the fans so they they are um embracing uh the whole elvis culture a lot of these people uh, had worked in other hotels you know in different places but never had that uh, connection of, of Graceland and the whole Elvis Week environment. 
And these people are, are it's really fun because they, they, they're experiencing it. They're seeing it, some of them for the very first time. And they say, wow, I, I didn't realize that all of this went on. And the Holiday Inn is great. If you, if you have the opportunity to stay there, it's a, it's a new hotel. It's clean. It's safe. It's just, it's, it's a great place to, to have the event. And like I said, the staff and the management of the hotel are amazing people. And obviously, I and for so many years, all of the other hotels in the area, like Brooks Road, Mill Branch, that have changed hands so many times, um, they it's just another day of the week to them throughout the rest of the year. It's not an ongoing uh, Elvis vibe. And with this hotel, as close as it is, it's back off the road quite a bit, which kind of insulates it the rest of the season. Uh, it's definitely... Um, Somebody thought about this, you know what I mean, when they put it together. And you can't um, – it's a people business. And these people clearly have embraced this. And thank goodness they have because I always said good real estate in Memphis was hard to find if you wanted to do an event uh, and to find the right yeah. people that were supportive and not have to rebuild the wheel every time you do it. It sounds like you have found a, a wonderful situation there. And we're, we, uh, we have, uh, you know, with meetings and sit down and, and, you know, like, so we're going to be discussing, uh, January's event. And of course, Elvis week for next year, we've already had some ideas. Uh, they've already worked on like an early bird special for the people that want to come and stay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we have, uh, uh, things that we're planning out and, and, and to be honest with you, you know, when I did the, the Elvis con event, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, it was something that I, you know, I had friends that, that knew Elvis and had people that were Elvis's family. And, you know, I knew the fans wanted some place to be, but honestly, I never saw it be as big as it is now. It still surprises me when I walk through the lobby and see everyone. So, you know, now that we've got kind of a foundation for, for what people want, you know, we're going to build upon that. And the most important thing is that it will always be a free event. That's great. Tell us, you mentioned January real quick. If you know the dates, go ahead and give us those so that we can start getting folks uh, used to hearing that. And they've got enough time because January is not always the most attended function. You know, it's nothing like it is during uh, August, but I think the more we promote it, the bigger it can become. So tell me what the dates are for the birthday event. So, uh, yeah, January 8th is going to fall on a Wednesday. Uh, tentatively speaking, as of right now, uh, we'll probably be looking at somewhere probably around January 4th, 5th, and the 6th. Um, uh, maybe the 7th. I, you know, I'll have to discuss it with some, some of the folks. But uh, it's going to be Elvis's 85th birthday. Wow. Uh, which is going to be wow. one of the bigger birthdays. So we may actually just, you know, kick it up a notch. 85th is a big birthday. Um, you know, Tish Inley had gotten a, a cake with Elvis's uh, photo on it, and the guests that were there that knew him were, you know, singing happy birthday. You know, the, the, the coffee was supplied by the hotel. So it was just really a, a great time just to remember Elvis on his, uh, on his birthday uh, and do it with people that actually knew him. Incredible. That's exciting. So definitely uh, around the 4th of January, you'll be able to learn more online at uh, ElvisPawnShop.com. Is that right? 
Yeah, and also the Facebook page, um, the Elvis Pawn Shop is where the flyers and a lot of the advertisement for uh, the guests that are going to be there. Uh, so, uh, and also on Instagram, uh, the Elvis Pawn Shop uh, on Instagram. That's where I basically put the information out for who will be attending. Excellent. We'll definitely look forward to that. We'll let the listeners know and uh, keep that front of mind for them. Real quick before we let you go, uh, you're getting ready to go take a look at a collection. Tell us just a little bit about that process and how that works for folks who might want to get into that side of being a fan with uh, being able to to, uh, look at collections, maybe buy and sell collectibles and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, we the, at the Elvis Pawn Shop purchase uh, collections year-round. Um, we also purchase individual items. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. We have, at the festival, we have a dollar bin. and the gift shop, we have a dollar bin. And we also have, you know, uh, high-end things, you know, on the website. So it, whether, whether it be something big or small, that doesn't matter. Um, new or old, that doesn't matter either. Um, basically, you know, I do travel and and go to, to, to see collections and uh, buy memorabilia uh, and basically get it back to Memphis for the fans, uh, you know, in the gift shop and, and at the festivals. Um, it, it's, it's very important to get all of that back to the fans. Um, if you're a, an Elvis fan that has had a collection for many years and you're thinking about what to do with it, um, if your family's not into Elvis, I would not leave it to them. You know, you can certainly sell it, uh, make some money on it, leave that to your family. But if you treasure Elvis and you treasure your items, just make sure you don't leave it to someone that doesn't know what it is. I mean, I literally have gotten concert scarves found in the bottom of a box with ticket stubs and pictures of Elvis wearing the scarf and didn't even know that they were in there until I got back and got through boxes just for the simple fact that it didn't mean anything to the family. Now, the person that got the scarf, it probably meant the world to them, and, you know, I've got several of my collection that I've kept because of that. So, but if you have a collection, if you're looking to basically downsize or sell some things, you can reach out to us uh, at the Elvis Pond Shop at gmail.com, or you can also call the the, uh, the office at 901-949-1977 as well. That's a great phone number. And real quick, tell us a couple things. One, what was the most amazing thing you've come across, and what was the biggest surprise that you found uh, with collecting? Um, the, 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 some of the coolest things that I have that are at the top of the list uh, would be the consecutive seats to the Aloha from Hawaii that I have. And I also have the wardrobe book from uh, the film Charo. It's got probably around 200 un- unpublished photos from the cast and Elvis is included in that. Um, I picked up uh, recently a, a ring that uh, Elvis had owned and given away. Um, you know, I just I just never know. I mean, I also get excited over photos, unpublished photos. Um, Dick Robe is a good friend of mine, and he never ceases to amaze me. Some of the photos that I've accumulated uh, that have him in them, and he has never even seen them. I just recently got a collection out of Georgia, and the one photo of them leaving the hotel was – Dick, Elvis, and Red. And Elvis was literally stuck in the background, and you don't even really know the scene, but Dick Grobe is mostly the photo. So, And he had never saw it, so that was really fun. So it, it, I just never know what I'm going to run across. I keep my mind open and uh, just keep the wheels churning and always looking for you know good stuff to for myself and also for the Elvis fans of the world. 
Incredible. There you go, folks. John Daly, live from Memphis, Tennessee. To learn more about the January birthday event, you can go to ElvisPawnShop.com or follow the Elvis Pawn Shop uh, on Facebook and Instagram. John, thanks so much for coming on. Let's definitely do this again real soon. I appreciate you. Everything that you do as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the LVI Podcast with your host, Jamie Coyne. We'll catch you next time. 